We live in a new age, and it's time for us to upgrade our tinfoil hats. Operation Tinfoil is a freedom-focused small business and trusted sponsor of this show. Their super comfortable new line of beanies and baseball caps will not only crown your skull in style, but each of these dome defenders is lined with a silver mesh that blocks up to 99% of EMF radiation from cell phone towers, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and yes, even 5G. We don't know what EMF radiation does to the brain long-term, but neither do they. So don't be their guinea pig and don't wait around to find out. Get your stylish tinfoil hat of the future today at gettinfoil.com. Use the promo code SYSTEM for $10 off your order. Again, that's gettinfoil.com. Use the promo code SYSTEM for $10 off your order. Have you guys heard of Matt Miller? He's not only the guy who paints those amazing portraits of all your favorite heroes in the liberty movement and in pop culture, but he's also now an official sponsor of this show. From Murray Rothbard to Ron Paul, Dr. Robert Malone to Darth Maul, Matt Miller's Liberty Portraits has something fun for everyone to spice up your home or office and showcase your heroes. Go check out his incredible work at libertyportraits.com. Grab a print to impress your friends, hire him for a custom portrait, or bring him out to a festival to capture your event in real life in a beautiful and unique way. To find out more, just head over to libertyportraits.com. Once again, that is libertyportraits.com. Even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen. From partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and even doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best part of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, states, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parent that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have, well, built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there, next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone. And they believed that, well, they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no more money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept on going. Ever before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now... We all know who are the best on the planet Earth. Men, women, young, old, rich, poor of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, and even geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. Remember, you're the voice. And it's time to make it count. You heard him. You heard the man. It's time. What's up, guys? 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the least comfortable show on the web. It's The System is Down, the place where we talk about all the uncomfortable topics, and we're going to talk about a lot of them today. Some good, some bad, some sad, some terrifying, and uh, we're going to have a laugh at every single one of them, no matter how sad or heavy and depressing they're going to be. Um, you're going to go out and share the show, because um, it's it's important. I, I hear we're supposed to say that it's important on podcasts. Everybody, everybody says it's important, so smash that like button, go out, share the show, and, um, yeah, let's do this. All I ask is, if we have to give these bastards our lives, we give them hell before we do The tragedy of our day is the climate of fear in which we live. Talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. But ask the congressman to withdraw that comment and tell us that he really mean that. I don't know what I said. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Certain people be put to death. Chiefs were possessed with weapons of mass destruction. 9 11 attacks were carried out by Al Qaeda. You can't handle this group. We are still here! We have to say yes to the truth. We are not going to take this anymore. We don't like to put together the water. No, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. All right, so, what's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Now, I, I want to start this out a little differently than I, than we typically do. I mean, we've got past the intro, we've got past all the ads and all that stuff. Sure, those were fairly normal, but... Um, I wanted to mention something before the credits, before the, the news and all that stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about something that I think is important and um, underappreciated, underrated, and um, um, un- unfortunate. And uh, Terry Collins. I don't know if you guys know him. He's been on the show. Um, uh, Gary Collins, sadly, tragically passed away la- um, last month. And I found out on Saturday or on Sunday. I found out on Sunday, and it matters because uh, he was a sure he was a friend of the show. He was uh, on the show a couple times. We crossed paths a lot of times, but most people don't even know. It's not even public knowledge. I was Gary Collins's producer for his show. He never mentioned me by name, being the selfish asshole that he was. Uh, just kidding. No, Gary was great. Gary was awesome to work with. I worked with him. Um, Produced a hun- almost like just under a hundred episodes for Gary. Um, episode eighty-two, I believe, is when I started working for him, and then uh, at episode one eighty, I think, is when it was the last one that I did for him. He did two more episodes after that, and then died. And we're going to talk about him a bit because, um, so Gary was an awesome dude. He was a a vet. Was formerly in the Navy. I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna like break down his entire life like an obituary or anything. But my experience with Gary was, um, I, I I did not just his production. I did like his artwork. I did his posts. I did his videos. I did pretty much anything that was like, um, visual stuff or audio stuff. I was doing for Gary up until 
a couple episodes before he passed. I found out that he died on Sunday, as I mentioned, and um, it, I I didn't I took it very unsurprisingly well, very very surprisingly unwell. I, I guess is the way to put that. I cried a lot. I cried an amount that is more uncomfortable for that than is more comfortable. I cried more than is comfortable for me to even say that I did about Gary's passing, and it wasn't just because Gary died. It was because I couldn't, uh, I, I didn't want to think about Gary being in that low of a spot in his life. Um, because I was pretty convinced, my, my first guess, my first inclination as somebody who knew him well, um, as well as one can know Gary, I suppose, being the loner that he was, but I was convinced pretty quickly um, Gary killed himself. And Gary was all about. His entire thing was about living simply. It was about making other people's lives better. He, he dev- devoted his entire life to helping people. And it, he, he was against like the self-help guru shit, like the fake kitschy stuff. He was like, "Get your shit together, and here's how you do it." Um, he was he was real. He was honest about the whole thing. And um, I know that by the end of his life, Gary was um, really sick of all of this. All the stuff that we're about to talk about, all the stuff that we talk about every week on this show, he was just sick of it. Justifiably so. Um, And I can only imagine the mental state that you would be in, uh, or what mental state you would have to be in to be a self-help person in the year 2022. And I use self-help very loosely here because um, that's not, he didn't like that phrase. So, um, yeah, I, I I thought he killed himself. Turns out I don't think he did now, thankfully. I found out. The next day or whenever. Um, Remzo Martinez, if you guys know Remzo, has been uh, digging. He was a good friend of uh, Gary's as well. And he was digging into. He found out uh, first as far as like all of us go. There were some there like you can go find the story. I, I guess I can give like the brief explanation as to I, what I found out the next day was that he was on a trip. He was on a vacation to meet with friends and go to a sports ball game. And he didn't show up. He showed up the night before, but then he didn't show up at the game. And they found him, um, he died peacefully in his sleep, it seems, from what they say is natural causes, I suppose. They haven't, uh, there was no, they say that there was no foul play, there was nothing there, and I, I don't have a reason to suspect that there was. Um, he, uh, from what, the, the best explanation so far that we've heard is that he died of um, like carbon monoxide poisoning or, or something like that. So I, I I broke down in thinking that this guy who it's kind of like when Robin Williams died like it, it yes it's not just because he was an actor that you enjoyed his work of it's because of what you what they put into the world and thinking that my God if I like I don't want to live in a world where Robin Williams kills himself and I know there's conspiracy theories around that as well whether or not he did but it seems like uh thankfully Gary did not actually and I'm very it, as weird as it is to say, I'm very glad to know, or glad to find out that he probably did not. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna look at a couple things of Gary's just kind of in memory before we we do anything here because n- uh, nobody, most people don't know Gary. <laughs> like most people, uh, they they see they might see him on the podcast. Like his podcast wasn't huge; it was bigger than mine, but it wasn't huge. Um. But he was, I, I think he was more honest than any of the self-help people or any of the, the get-your-life-together people. Um, 
and he was just trying to make the world a better place. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know, I'm rambling, but uh, we'll watch a, a couple things from Gary here. Uh, Gary was on the show on this show uh, back at episode 242, talking about uh, no one wants to work anymore and they deserve nothing. Um, so Gary was admittedly a crotchety old bastard. Um, like he we he was like the the grumpy uncle, um, but in a fun and funny way. And he was uh, um, he cared. He he really cared. Uh, so he he was all about like you know get your shit together. If you want money, go work for money. Um, he talked about the the three-legged stool. I would really suggest people go dig into his archives, his podcast called The Simple Life, his books, all the things. Go dig into it because that will... Now, like At this point, knowing that he didn't kill... Or seeming like he didn't kill himself, um, the biggest tragedy is that his everything that he worked toward ended with him and there's nobody to like carry on the legacy. It, we're... we're Remzo and some people are trying to work on making sure his books stay accessible on Amazon and stuff like that. Um, so, like, go do it because the, the, all he wanted, like, at this, he always said, I have nothing to gain. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this to help make the world a better place. And now it's like, he's not doing it anymore, obviously, but he's definitely not trying to, to do it for money now. So, I'm not saying this because anybody even benefits from this except for you, but go read his books, go listen to his podcast. Um, and hopefully they will stay archived so people can, but, um, there, there was that, I, we're not going to watch this. I might show it later, maybe in the after party or something, but this is when, um, Joe Rogan was, uh, Joe Rogan got in trouble for the N-words clip or something like that. And, um, he apologized for it and we made it, we made a video, um, dogging on Joe Rogan. Um, yeah, we'll save that cause we got a lot to do today, but, um, Gary's last episode that he put out, um, which was like the third one after I was done working with him. Um, it was titled uh, episode 182, doing the right thing when everything seems wrong. Um, and it's a, the whole episode is just about how, yeah, the world is going to shit. And also um, that doesn't mean that doesn't give you justification to join the other side to go dark. Gary was always hopeful even when he saw that uh, that everything was going to shit, he was still hopeful. Um, this episode was posted on August 31st, and he was found dead on September 3rd, I believe, three days later. So we'll watch a couple clips from this episode, and uh, then we'll, we'll get into the more lighthearted stuff. Um, Gary, uh, Gary was all about making jokes uh, at the darkest of things, so... Um, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get real disrespectful on on <laughs> right after this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some real uh, uncomfortable things some more. But I do think it's important to like like I said, Gary was a loner. Gary literally like built a a house in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and he was a hermit and lived by himself. He was all about the off grid living stuff. I know he wasn't always off grid, and he wasn't always like out in the middle of nowhere. But he kept to himself. He he had a very private life. And uh, so I, I think it's important to give him a shout out since uh, not a lot of people probably will. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, did, I, I He was so reserved that I don't know how many friends Gary had. I'm sure he had a lot of friends, but they were all very compartmentalized individual friends, it seems like. Uh, but anyway, we're going to we're going to watch some of Gary's last words because uh, this was, uh, to my knowledge so far, uh, this was the last thing that Gary recorded before he, he died. So here's this. Think about it. There's ways to play the game without being dishonest, without being a bad person. 
You can be a good person and still play the game and play it right. That's what it's about. Life is a game in a way. I don't mean this. Play it to win. Don't play it to lose and don't play it to be a loser. All right? Let's play it to win and be good people doing the right thing, busting our ass, and, and know when you look in the mirror every morning that you look and you go, you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right with this. And that's how I live my life. I want to make sure every time I wake up in the morning that I go, I'm, I'm fighting the good fight. You know, I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm not worried about, you know, things going that far wrong. I'll fix it. I'll figure it out. Well, we got to do that as a collective. We got to do that as a group. And, and I hope, and I've always told, I talked about this too. Don't, don't, re, don't rely on your politicians to fix the problems. We've already seen what they've caused. That's why I preach. It starts with us. We're part of the problem. I talked about this in the last episode and the episode before that. If we don't fix our shit first, it doesn't matter who you elect. It doesn't matter. Your house has to be in order in order for this to change. Has to. We've lost it, period. We're off track as Americans and as humans. Got to get back on track. That means we got to fix our stuff. We got to fix it first. Stop putting the cart before the horse. It starts and ends with us. The government doesn't exist without us. Remember that. It's here to serve us, not us to serve it. We need to get this back on track. We need to get this, get ethics in line and, and people thinking that they get a free ride just for existing. No, no more of that. We need to stop that. But make sure to send your emails. No, I'm not going to send you my emails. You're dead, Gary. See, I told you. I, sorry, I got to get back into lighthearted mode because we're going to talk about some terrible things in a moment. And I got to be able to make jokes about those, even though uh, this is a sad thing. That's 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 how this show works. Um, I do have one more clip from Gary. This was the, after all of his plugs and everything. This was um, the the last thing that Gary ever said on his podcast. So here's that. I'm not here to get rich. I don't need to be one of the richest people in the country. I don't care for that. It's not my goal <laughs> by any stretch, obviously. But uh, again, I appreciate you. And I, I, I really hope that you guys enjoy what I do. I really do because it, I do this to help. And I'm not perfect. I'm not the all-knowing. I'm not, I'm not here to create a bunch of Gary's. That's not the point. I'm just here to do the best I can. And that's all we can ask of all of us. Just do the best you can. Fight the fight. Wake up in the morning. Put the boots on. Get to work. Keep chugging. Don't give up. All right, guys. Talk to you later. He wouldn't. He wouldn't talk to you later. Now, um, uh, yeah, man. Gary did. And knowing that Gary fought the good fight, knowing that Gary did not quit, Gary did not give up, um, it makes me happy in some ways. Um, and it makes me especially like I, I honestly there's a part of me that's like, you know, if Gary was going to go out and he went out in the best way possible for as far as I can tell so far, he went out in the best way possible. Um, and um, he does he doesn't have to deal with any of this shit anymore. So um, the, I mean, it's a dark way to, to say I'm happy for him. In some ways, honestly, I am, because um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was a tough life, and um, yeah, I, I certainly do miss him. I wish he didn't die, but uh, I'm glad it wasn't uh, what I expected or I suspected. So, 
there's that. Gary uh, Gary did not give up. Gary did not quit. And I would recommend that you go dig into his stuff and learn more about how to also not quit and not give up. Because, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Gary Collins. Um, you will be missed by many. Or at least me. And that's that's all I can speak for. Anyway, guys, um, that I know it's not the most happy, joyous way to start out the show, but... Uh, you are at the least comfortable show on the web. It's called The System is Down, where we talk about all the uncomfortable topics, the conspiracies, politics, religion, dead friends, all sorts of things, crotchety old bastards like Gary Collins and other stuff. If uh, if um, if you came here expecting it to be just all fun and games, then you're mostly right, because we're going to get into some of those. And thank God, if there's any solace, thank God that Gary Collins does not have to witness any of these stupid, stupid, retarded things that we're about to talk about today. All, all of the things of the world going to shit that we're going to make fun of, it would have, uh, it would, it would have stressed him out. So good, good on him for, for. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm done making fun of my dead friend. Um, hey guys, this show. I'm not sure if you want it to be sponsored by you anymore, but this show is brought to you by you, Justin Sa- Savoy. I don't know how to pronounce it, dude. Denise Cox, David Brady, Bradley. Um. Matthew Walrus, Zach Warren, something, Matt Miller, Gid Kid, Alex, Gigi Von Zareth Anarchy, Heffalump Swoozles, Level Zero, Sharon, Jack, Jack, somebody, I'm losing my audio, what's happening, that better not continue, hey guys, if you want to get your name on that list and possibly get it read incorrectly by me, go on over to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and sign up for the Downers Club where you'll get more weird, more raw, more offensive, more weekly content, more jokes about dead friends at patreon.com forward slash the system is down, including the after party that we will be doing today because I do... I do have uh, some things, some more things than will fit into this first, however long this first episode goes. So, speaking of things that um, Gary Collins would have loved to see, actually, let's read through some comments here real quick. Uh, there was one that I saw and didn't grab. Let me see. Oh, Sharon said, I always say I want Dan to say my eulogy. Here it is. Here it is, Sharon. Um, I'll, I'll give it to you early. Just a little sneak peek. She was a mother to some she was a, a drunk to others she drank her, her favorite boxed wine was um red and cheap and she listened to this show she listened to the systems down i should probably specify since uh, not everybody in the 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 funeral audience will know what show i'm talking about Rest in peace, you old bastard. I didn't want to say that the that the woman B word. It's just it's too real. It's it's too harsh. Now I feel wrong for censoring myself. Anyway, whatever. Sharon, you've gotten enough time. Let's talk about some news because um Gary would <laughs> Gary would have loved to to know about uh, the latest uh, news because we got to start out with the real good news. And the good news is that parody is gone. Parody is dead. There's no such thing as parody in in the world anymore because medium COVID. Medium COVID could be the most dangerous COVID of all the COVIDs. We have we have peaked. We have peaked. Just when you think that they couldn't get any more ridiculous, medium COVID. Not long to not not long COVID or short COVID, but somewhere in between. Do we need to read this, or can we just all say? Uh, can we, can we just all pretend to be scared for a second? Because if we pretend to be scared, maybe they'll stop doing it. Because that's what they're going for, obviously. So if we pretend like we're scared then maybe they'll shut the fuck up. So, join me. Ah, 
Ah, medium COVID. Ah. Moving on. Um, other things that um, I don't, uh, I'm not sure if you're s supposed to be scared of. I mean, this is completely unrelated to COVID, obviously. So it's going to be a hard left turn into into this next one. But uh, video games, switch off video games. They or switch off video games could trigger lethal heart attacks in kids. Is your child at risk? Um, again, I I I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest advocate for video games. I do enjoy a, a video game or two myself, but um, I do find them to be generally, I, I mean, they're good entertainment and they're good art. If you're appreciating it for art's sake, I can I can see that. But when every video game these days is like, um, it, most of them are single player and it takes 55 hours to beat it. It's just encouraging most people to sit alone in a dark room by themselves staring at a screen all day. Um, which is unhealthy. Maybe they're talking to people through microphones over the internet sometimes, playing live, but um, it's uh, it's unhealthy to sit in a dark room and stare at screens all day talking to strangers on the internet. Shit. It just occurred to me. Anyway, um, there's no... Uh, so, there's no correlation to this and vaccines. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason I wanted to bring this up. Be careful about video games. Um, GTA will cause you to run over hookers and, um, this, uh, just video games in general might just kill your kids. I guess we just found this out or something. Um, again, nothing, it has nothing to do with that last article, but if it did, that, that sure would be weird, right? You would want to know. You would want to know. Um, if you're in the comments section, if you are co-hosting with me today, um, because if you haven't figured it out, I'm flying solo today. I'm in kind of a hurry, got, got a busy schedule, didn't have time to, to book anyone, and um, yeah, it would have been weird forcing somebody who didn't know Gary Collins to sit through that awkward opening, am I right? But uh, yeah, you guys, um, Dan, you're at risk, says Craig. Craig, what happened? What, what did I miss? Everything but the thing that actually causes heart attacks is being attacked for causing heart attacks. That is accurate, and everyone is at risk. I'm drinking a monster right now, which is uh, probably similar levels of heart attack risk as... Um, I mean, it's way worse than any vaccine ever would be, obviously, because science. Um, if you guys are in the chats section... I am not allowed to super chat for who knows why. It's it's unexplainable, really. Uh, but I've never been allowed to take super chats from you. So if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and send for the Downers Club. But more importantly, if you have something to say that you do want me to read, I get distracted easily. So if you put a uh, fake super chat in all caps before your comment, I will be more likely to read it. Um, just out of the goodness of my heart, not because you were you, not because you, out of the goodness of your heart, paid for me to say things, but because I'm nicer than anybody who's taking super chats. I still give you your time in the sun. Um, so more good news. There's more good news, and the main good news of the week is I don't know if you heard about this one, but it really tickled me. That's that's for sure. Um, I got blocked by Megan McCain. Now there's uh there's no telling why it could have possibly happened. Maybe it was me posting the image <laughs> or no, I posted something about New Hampshire. If New Hampshire doesn't make Megan at Megan McCain themed Christmas cards, then it's a it's a sorely missed opportunity or something like that. I don't know if that was it or something else, but uh you know, 
I mean, I'm not the the type to be like to brag about every single blocking. If if someone nobody blocks me, I don't care. I'm probably never going to notice because they probably blocked me before I tried talking to them anyway. And if they were the type of people who were going to block me, then I probably didn't want to talk to them anyway. So I don't usually notice. But when Megan McCain's name comes up and stuff, and then you realize that you're blocked, it's just worth bringing up, especially with all the LPNH stuff going on. So of course I had to make the 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 meme of um. Megan McCain crying behind Megan McCain blocking me, and I said, uh, it's not mean if she can't see it. And that is true. I'm pretty sure that is, that's how this works. If she can't, if she doesn't know that I'm being mean about her, I think it's fine. I'm pretty sure it's fine. I think that's how, I don't know. If you're, if you're one of the, you know, the, the, the easily offended folks out there, I'm not sure how you made it this far into the show, or why you're here at all, but uh, if you are one of those, those, I don't know, gays just kidding um if you are one of those like uh people who get easily offended by things then um let me know if the if it if that breaks the rules of offense of offending people who are warmongering tyrants who uh call for the death and destruction of people all around the world of minorities and black and brown folks and even even you know january 6th insurrectionists she wants them put in guantanamo bay is my tweet over the line let me know in the comments section down below. One's in the chat. If it's over the line, two is in the chat if you are correct. Now, let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I don't know. She's from some other country far away, like Hawaii. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, it, she has decided to do the most rational and reasonable insane thing that she has ever decided to do. Is it to support Joe Biden? No, not this time. Is it to be on the board of the World Economic Forum? No, not today. Is it, uh, is it, um, I don't know, what, the other things? Oh, gun control stuff? Is it gun control? Is it being anti, or being pro-gun control? No. She, she left the Democratic Party. And uh, here's what she had to say. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government... But wait, the there's people, more. ...by the people... I, I mean, how many more reasons do you really need to leave a political party? Like... She she's noticed some anti-white racism. Her words, not mine. I mean, I would never say something like that as a white guy. That would be that would be racist. But um, she's noticed some some uns, unseem unsightly un whatever bad things, and she is pointing them out. And uh, eh, eh, she's not wrong about any of it. It is odd that she's calling them out now. Right before going on Joe Rogan. Right before she has a podcast coming out. Right before the midterms and stuff. It is a little dumb and obvious that it's a political play of some degree, but a W is a W, and like I want to know where she's going, obviously. I don't even know if I would want her to come to the Libertarian Party. I mean, sure, if she's willing to, to talk about talk through some things. Um, I don't know. She might go team up with the Republicans. 
I suspect, and I wonder if she's going to, like, if Andrew Yang is going to pay her a hefty sum of money to come be one of his celebrity um, forward party puppets, people, something, people who stand for, I I think, I'm pretty sure, absolutely nothing. I don't even know if we've talked about that much on this show, but my God, that man cannot tell me one, or cannot explain one principle that the party stands on other than, uh, oh, well, the people decide. So it's democracy in action, and we'll see how that goes. But I would I would not be surprised if Tulsi goes over and joins Andrew Yang in the forward party just because, um, why not? Because why not? If, if, if they stand for nothing, then it doesn't really matter what you stand for. You're welcome. It's all good. Which is, you know, part of the problem that the libertarian parties had in the past. Anyway, whatever. Let's watch this. For the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democrats. Both of you. (laughs) I'm calling on both of my fellow common sense, common-minded Democrats. Both of you, get on over here. Been waiting. Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Yep. Okay. So good. I mean, baby steps. First things first, you know, when you are like working for monsters, um, the first step is to quit. And then we can talk from there. Um, Like if she does go join the forward party, I will probably make fun of her for that too. Um, But I'm not going to make fun of her for this, even though it's clearly a play of some sort. I'm not going to make fun of her for quitting. I'm going to applaud her for quitting, obviously. Good job. Now, why did you support Biden to begin with? Why did you... You can't, like, call out these people while you're on the debate stage. Have them attack you the entire time. You too, Bernie. This goes to you. You can't You can't have completely different views than the people in your party. How, and then get gain traction, gain support in the debates. Call these people out for their warmongering, for their, their atrocities. Um, have them attack you for calling them out for their warmongering and atrocities. And then when you're done, go endorse them. Like, I, I'm sorry, but good when you're good. But when you're supporting warmongers, you, I, no matter what you said before, no matter what you're saying now, I got a problem with uh, you know, all that stuff that, that happened. And um, I, I think that we do like good. She's calling out the war stuff now, but. Man, she was just playing ball then, and she was very serious when she was calling out Kamala Harris, and then suddenly she was just playing the game, as you do. You just fall in line and do the thing, and now she's she's pushing back again because the elections are coming up. So, okay, whatever. It's politics. Good on you when you're good, but I don't trust you still. Um, come on the show, Tulsi. Or better yet, go on Reed Coverdale's show, you coward. Now let's move on to uh, Colorado. Colorado Secretary of State's office um, accidentally sent 30,000 voter registration notices to non-citizens. Now, the right is playing this up as, like, the way I heard it, it basically sounded like they were sending out ballots to non-citizens. That's obviously not what happened, but they were postcards that 
uh, from what I understand, they were postcards that said, hey, don't forget to get out and vote. Don't forget to go out and get registered to vote. And a whole bunch of them, 30,000 of them, went to um, non-citizens, which seems odd, doesn't it? Like, how do we know that? There must be some sort of, I guess, list or something of non-citizens, some list of people and where they live who are not legally here. Um, how come we're sending them registration notices for voting? Just think about that for a second. Hmm. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. It's certainly not foul play. Of course, the right is immediately screaming foul play. I suspect that it is, but I'm going to, you know, not go crazy just yet because, you know, it's not sending out ballots. But it does seem a little suspect that we somehow, somehow we know where the, uh, the, uh, the undocumented citizens or whatever they want to call them, we know where they are and we're sending them mail to vote. And then we know that, uh, hmm. I, I'm more open borders than probably a lot of people that listen to this show. I'm more lax borders. Um, so I'm not even making a statement about like walls and stuff. I'm, uh, I'm making a statement about if, if the powers that be are intentionally breaking the law in order to get people to like con trying to convince people to break the law in order to get the powers that be to maintain their power of breaking the law, then I do have a bit of an issue with that. Um, and even if you are fine with immigrants being here undocumented or whatever, whatever the word is that they used, um, which is from Fox, I'm not even really going to read it, so it's not really about their opinion or anything, but um, if you do, I don't remember the point I was going to make. What did I just say? <laughs> um, let's see. If you... Uh, I don't know. You get the point, though. <laughs> this this is dumb, and uh, it's pretty obvious what they're going for. Um, and they, of course, said that it was just it was an accident. Whoopsie, didn't mean to. And there's nothing shady here. There's clearly something shady here. Okay, what I was gonna say was even if you are for um, lax borders or open borders or what have you. Um, if you believe in the voting process at all, if you believe that there's any validity to the voting process, um, you would have to have a conversation about if, if people just walk in here are and they're not paying the taxes and they're not like participating, <coughs> contributing to society because they're undocumented, should they be allowed to vote and make the decisions? And to that, I would say an obvious and profoundly obvious no they should not be allowed to vote, and the fact that Democrats really want them to just, I mean, it's such an old trope of the Democrats. Like, it's been their game for as long as I c I've paid any attention to politics, and even beyond that, it's, uh, I don't know, it's politics. I'm not saying the Republicans are better. I'm sure there's plenty of dead people who have voted for Trump, but... Um, whatever uh it's just something things to keep an eye on as the the whole the whole thing comes down to the midterms but um let's see here 
let's see. Oh, other things. <laughs> I mean, the, the segue uh, or the transition for pretty much everything that we're going to talk about today could basically be, speaking of things that Gary Collins would have, like, got a brain aneurysm and an ulcer from looking at, because, good God, w- what is happening to the world right now? Um, let's talk about, uh, so there, there's, the abortion debate's been going on for a bit. Lately, I don't know if you've noticed. Some people are not very happy about it. Some people are um, big mad about it on the internets. Um, they're saying things like uh, abortion is murder on one side, and on the other side they're saying abortion is love and acceptance and and healthcare and yay, you should you should go shout your abortion things. If you don't believe me, I, I know this sounds like hyperbole. It sounds like hyperbole to say that people would ever be like pro-abortion. That was it used to be safe, legal, and rare. Now it's Please get an abortion or we will hate you, basically. <laughs> like, it's it's turned into a noble thing. Whether you think it's murder or whether you believe in different trimester cutoffs or anything. Um, I, I have evidence for you that it's not about safe legal. It's not only not about safe, legal, and rare. Um, the There's some left. There's some pro-abortion people who have accepted the title of murder. And they're they're just going to own it now. Which, I, I, it's your song. Here, here's, here's, here's a thing that exists in the world today. First off, I would like to apologize. Okay, so whores aside, whore culture aside, which I'm just going to say it like it is. There, there is a line where it, it, it I'm sorry, it just, it is. Um, <laughs> that That's not the biggest issue here, obviously. The biggest issue is that they're dancing outside of a planned parenthood, rapping poorly, abysmally, ab- abysmally attempting to rap about, it's not just pro-abortion, it's, I've got murder on my mind, is the hook. They're not pretending anymore. They're not pretending it's not. They're saying it is murder. And I'm going to go do it. Like, that is a line from, like, a, I don't know, an old uh, Biggie Smalls or Tupac song or something of, of like, a gang member that's going to go shoot up another gang or something like that. Like, that's the, the that's what this line sounds like. And if you heard it out of context, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's just typical rap stuff. You've got murder on my mind, yo. Yeah, whatever. But when you're doing it outside of a Planned Parenthood, shaking your 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 ass for the camera um, while saying I got murder on my mind and. Oh, dear God. For the audio listener, I just want to say there is a large black ass that has not stopped shaking for this entire video. Like, how would you feel? I, I mean, women, how do you feel? Do you, do you feel like this is the empowerment that you've you've been going for with the fem- like? Is this the feminist movement that you you believed in uh, back in the day? Back when abortion was uh, was about. <laughs> 
Ah. Uh. How would you feel being the person who was hired literally just like I, I'm not even sure if we ever see her face. It's just a, a perpetual motion machine of ass swinging in it, it's God. If I get a copyright strike for this on YouTube, I'm going to be very upset because I hate what is happening right now with a, a fiery passion of a thousand suns, and I hate that this exists, I hate that I'm watching this, I hate that I'm submitting you to this abomination to, and I don't say this lightly, abomination to humanity. Literally. That's what this is. Um... And if I get taken down because of this, I'm going to be <laughs> very displeased. Uh, I was trying to, I was waiting to get back to the next chorus so we can hear the I got murder on my mind part because it does repeat, but I don't think we need to. I think you get it. Um, safe, legal, and rare is now um, just, just good. It's praised. It's good. It's murder, yes. And also, we're fine with it. They're telling you to your face, they do not care. Kill the kid sacrifice them on the altar of convenience because you've got a, an ass to shake and you've got a big important life of throwing fake money at, at prostitutes on cars. Like you've got, you've clearly only have one friend in your life um, and you probably paid her to be there to, to do the shaking and um, you're dancing outside of Planned Parenthood. Maybe at some point just, I don't know, abort yourself? At, at the very least, rethink your life. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Is this a is this the banger that uh, she was going for? Oh, I should probably give credit where it's due. Let me see. Uh, oh, I I don't even know who this is, and that's fine. I probably shouldn't give credit where it's due for anything. If you if you see this woman on the street, run, especially if you got kids, because she likes murder. She does. She she said it. She's got it on her mind. She should probably be. Uh, Probably get some sort of psyche vow. Anyway, so that was uh, that was some left. There's some problems with the left, I would say. But lest ye lest ye be uh, confused, thinking that I must be some sort of right winger. Let's talk about cops for a second, because you know I know some of you right wingers are coming around on the whole cops thing ever since COVID, ever since uh, the lockdowns and the enforcing brown slash blue shirts that um, did all those things. Some of you are coming around. Some of you are not quite convinced. And um, I, I, like, I'm not a defund the police person. I, I mean, I am. It's like big picture. Big picture, I'm like, open borders, defund the police, let's privatize these things, let's do this and that. Like, there's a conversation. I'm not like, hey, let's defund the police right now and then it'll all be better, like uh, the left seems to be going for. Uh, I'm also not like the right who says that cops are good and one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch and yay cops um who are you gonna call if you're gonna defund the police who are you gonna call there's nobody else that could possibly be uh you know security right 
Anyway, um, there's some cops that I want to highlight because, uh, you know, when cops do cop things, sometimes you got to point them out. We're not going to watch this whole thing, but uh, first up is uh, Sergeant Sergeant Badass over here who got pulled over by by some other cops. Here we go. No, yeah, no, sir. Uh, the reason why we're stopping you is because of the wind tent violation. I blew my blue lights at you to let you know who I was. Yes, sir. Well, we didn't know with it, you know, that's not a government tag. That is so an that is a unofficial tag. Okay. That, that tag's not even on file. I see, yes. Well, we have to catch up the bill to run it and everything like that, sir. So, so I won't blink my blue lights at you next time. I'll let well, you just sit there. I was just speaking. I'm the police chief in Zebra. Well, nice to meet you, sir. Matt, Matt Polk worked for me. Your chief worked for me. Yes, sir. There's no need to get upset. I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset because I spoke to you when I come by, and now right. you're pulling me sir, over. Sir, I've never met you damn in my life. I understand that. <laughs> Why are you being hostile? I, I spoke to you. Talk. Sir, I haven't met you a day in my life. I understand that. Do you understand that? Because you just said you spoke to me. You idiot. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Why are you being hostile right now? Y'all going to write me a ticket? You know what this is called in real people terms? This is called resisting an arrest. And by now, we're 49 seconds into this, we are um, double the length of time that it would have taken for this man to be twitching on the ground from a taser, or worse, if he was not uh, shouting about how much of an important police officer he was and uh, swinging his big old police uh, billy club around, if you know what I mean. Whoops. Are you going to write me a ticket? Sir, we're just trying. I'm the police chief in Do you want to write me a ticket? Why are you coming up to me like that? I'm doing my job, right? Gets up in a police officer's face, shouting at her. If this guy, <laughs> these people don't know this guy, keep that in mind, these two police officers here, um, they don't know who this man is. He's just shouting at them, I know, I, I'm I'm your boss's boss, I work here, it, like, they don't, they can't confirm that at this point. So, maybe that's a, a, a way to get out of a ticket, just have some blue lights. I'm not encouraging these things, just so you know. But it seems to work. Have some blue lights, get out, shout at them, tell them that they're stupid and you they work for you. I mean, that's not incorrect, or it's not supposed to be incorrect. They are supposed to work for you. They rarely do that, let's be honest. But um, if, if you pretend to be an authority figure in their lives, I guess they'll just go, yeah, okay, we're sorry, sir. You know how many uh, officers have blue lights? Are you writing me a ticket, yes or no? I'm Are you writing me a ticket? I'm just being very aggressive getting up in her face bad body language would probably be seen as multiple threats in real life I'm gonna jump ahead a bit because he's a dick at the end more about bringing your driver's license right. back up. By the way, he got pulled over for tinted windows. He goes, he just walks back and gets in his car without asking. He's just like, I'm going to be over here. Uh, I don't even think he said it. He just walks away, gets back into his tinted window car um, where he could have had any sort of weapon, and um, which he does have a weapon, as we know, and he's probably not very good at using it, as history has told us. But um, yeah, just, uh, just gets back in his car like uh, he doesn't owe them anything. First when we ran the, the tag, it came back to like a Dodge Ram, so we're just confirming. Yes, sir. Barely cracks his window. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, we're just. You must have run it wrong. You must have run it wrong because you want to come back to a Dodge Ram. We we were confirmed it. They they let us know everything. So so back to a Dodge Ram now. Sir, can I ask why you're so upset? Is it still come back to a Dodge Ram? No, we got it fixed. Why are you so upset? No, you didn't fix it. Did is it still come back to a Dodge Ram right now? No, it came back nine on five. That's right. Because you run it wrong, sir. Somebody run it wrong. Either you did or they did. We're about to get the information. Okay, I got your chief on the phone right now. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Can you calm down for us, please? I appreciate your Yeah, Craig says uh, ghost tag. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that uh, cops had ghost tags that can be tracked by cops. That seems, you know, like, seems pretty handy for bad cops, which are cops. I repeat myself. Service. I appreciate your service. All right. I'm just saying, I spoke to you guys. I didn't have to do that. I could have eased on by y'all. I appreciate the job y'all out here doing. Chief. I'm trying to be respectful with you. I understand okay? that. I understand I'm not. That. I'm not raising my voice from nothing at you, right? I understand. All right, let's. But I'm trying man, to tell you. I have seen so many people shot for less than this. Y'all never would have pulled me over if I had to flick my blue lights. No, at you. sir. No, we were going to pull you. <laughs> it is funny that they felt the need to bleep that out. What were they going to pull him over for exactly? That was so, so bad that it needed to be bleeped out. So. They just, the, the camera footage that's released is edited to protect uh, this man, people from knowing that this man did break a law. And apparently, I, I can only assume that it was something bad enough that, uh, that they, they felt the need to keep us from knowing what he did, what, it, what his crime was. See, I'm telling you straight up, okay? okay. Right. But, like I said, you know, there's people out here for a police officer with blue lights. Or, you threw my li- or she threw my license if she is getting for me. She'll bring it to you, sir. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm just Pray trying to, I'm trying to talk with you. I don't want to talk anymore about it. All right. <laughs> wow. He just does not care, and he does not have to care. Nobody's above the law, right? Everybody's, everybody's on the same grounds. Um, yeah. Man. So, it reminds me of the, uh, well, the whole cops debate, like, Reed Coverdale has had one of the best quotes. I don't know if he stole it from somebody. I'm not giving that asshole credit for anything, but uh, I don't mean to at least. But uh, he said, I think it was at his uh, speech in Porkfest, at Porkfest this year, said he was talking about the myth of good cops. Um, cops' jobs are to enforce the law. They swear an oath to enforce the law. Some laws are immoral. And we know that. And pretty much everybody agrees that some laws are immoral. And some cops choose to not uphold the immoral laws. And we call those good cops. But really, aren't those the bad cops? Aren't those, aren't, the only good cops are the ones that aren't doing their job the way they swore an oath to do? Maybe cops in general, maybe the thing is busted and uh, they're being forced. Like, I do think there are good people who are cops, but there are not good cops. If they swore an oath to uphold a even one single law that they deem or that they felt in their heart was immoral, they're not good. The only good cops are the ones not doing their jobs right. That's a and I don't mean this guy, obviously, or these people. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. You get it. Now, continuing on the uh, the A cab fashion, um, let's talk about another cop situation. Um, and sh- let's just take a look. The, I'm I'm pretty sure this is a white a white guy in this car, and it it matters because we're gonna have a direct comparison of how 
cop, how like race has nothing to do with this. White, two white cops pull over a white cop. White cop number three screams in their faces, calls them idiots, gets back in his car, leaves without any any punishment. And here we have, um, I'm pretty sure white cop interacting with a white kid in in white Burger King parking lot. Here's what happened. Wait, why don't we have audio? Oh, I think it comes on in a minute. He's approaching the car. Opens the door. Kid's eating a burger. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Okay. See... The differences are subtle. You gotta really, you gotta really look. You gotta really notice them. You gotta really pay attention. Um, that last video seemed a little bit longer. It was like five minutes of screaming in a cop's face with nothing happening to uh, the, the person that did it. And this is boy. Let's go back. Boy, cop opens door. Boy eats cheeseburger. Get out of the car. He might have shifted his gear to run or be concerned because he's freaking out. <laughs> He turned. He, I don't think he shifted his gear. He turned the steering wheel a little bit. It seems like he might have been gonna run, right? So that's real bad. You don't run from cops. Um, you you, you never run from a cop, and you don't. You you really shouldn't, because this might happen. <laughs> Two, three, four, five. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> He's calling in. Shots fired. Shots fired. I, I heard some shots, you guys. There have been shots fired. Yes, it's you. Please stop doing that. Stop shooting those shots, sir. Um, now, rumor has it that this man believed that this kid was somebody who evaded an arrest uh, the night before or the day before or something. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all it takes. Um, you. It, it, it turns out... I, from what I heard, I haven't dug back into this, but from what I heard, he wasn't the same person who evaded an arrest the day before. Um, he's a kid eating a cheeseburger in a parking lot. And there could be more to the story, I don't know. But what I do know is what I witnessed here, which was first interaction with the kid, pulling the door open, not tapping on the window or anything, or trying to figure out what what's going on here, just rips the door open, um, kid looks confused, guy... Guy moves and starts shooting. Um, kid runs away. Uh, if evading an arrest is bad, if this kid had not evaded an arrest, he'd be dead right now. Most likely. I mean, if he hadn't acted like he was going to evade an arrest, um, it, this might have gone smoother. But um, even still, was the cop's life in jeopardy? Point. Let's point out the, the, the moment that the cop felt threatened. Because you got to feel threatened if you're going to unload 10 rounds into a moving vehicle in the middle of town, I would think. But maybe he got away, that dirty, cheeseburger-eating son of a bitch. We can't have that on our streets. Door opens. Get out of the car. Kid eats burger. Kid, what's his hand doing there? Oh, he does shift. Okay, so he shifts. I mean, I'm not... I, I don't know this kid's story. He might not be a good guy. That doesn't change anything. He might have evaded an arrest that he should have been arrested for. He might have been evading uh, an he might have been evading being arrested for murder. 
but I don't think we have enough evidence to to jump to that. I'm pretty sure this cop certainly didn't have enough evidence to assume that uh, this kid was a direct threat. He just didn't want to chase him. So what's uh, what's a good way to not have to chase a guy? You shoot him in the face. That's what we do to serve and protect. We cannot have these dangerous cheeseburger wielding bastards roaming our streets. Okay, so we do have to first off. Let's check some comments. Any anybody have any rebuttal to any of that take? Because I do think I do suspect that there's more to this story than we know. And also, I highly suspect no matter how much comes out about this, this guy was not being threatened or should not have been shooting. So, uh, good luck. But anybody got anything in the comments? Force Mommy says uh, they feel threatened from stiff wind. Yes, exactly. Um, she also says, I wish it was assumed everyone was armed, so scaredy cat police join. So no scaredy cat police join. Yes, agreed. Agreed. If you are not, if you are to enforce the law and you do not have the ability to, to resist shooting somebody in this situation, then you are in the wrong profession, sir, and you should be, uh, fired at best. Fired at best. All right. Speaking of cops, let's talk about Yavaldi, police chief, uh, or police. The, you you remember them? They're the ones who cowarded and cowardly stood outside a a school while a bunch of kids were slaughtered and um, wouldn't let parents go in to protect their to save their kids from dying and stuff like that. And the one cop, uh, his 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 sad story was that it was actually his wife was one of the teachers that got shot. So you should feel bad for him. It's like, now you're, you're even more of a scumbag. Now, if you, you as a cop would not protect strangers, let alone your wife, give me a break. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about, but we are talking about Uvalde because there is a, uh, another, uh, officer whose name I don't remember offhand, but uh, this is from Tron, Tron.com. So, you know, it's legit. Uh, Uvalde CISD police fire, a uh, newly hired officer following surfacing, of comments during the massacre. Um, now, let's see. So there was there was a woman whose name I don't remember, a scumbag. She um, she was hired by the the school as like security after all this all this stuff, which none of these people should be protecting kids. None of these people should be on the force. And certainly, none of these people should be. Uh, directly protecting the school that they in- insisted on not protecting when it actually mattered. But she she was, <laughs> and now she's been fired because she had some comments uh, that surfaced through some body cam footage. Um, this is the school district police department issued a statement Thursday per Fox 29 explaining that uh, Elizondo's, which is Elizondo is her last name. I don't remember her first name. Crimson. Crimson Elizondo. Definitely not a fake stripper name, but yeah, she definitely doesn't moonlight as a stripper, and she, even when she does, she definitely doesn't wear the police uniform. That's all I'm saying. Um, Elizondo's comments, which were recorded by officer body cameras during the shooting, led to her firing. Quote, we are deeply dis- information that was disclosed yesterday, uh, yesterday evening concerning one of our recently hired employees, Crimson Elizondo. Um, we sincerely apologize to the victims' families and the greater Uvalde community for the pain that this revelation has caused. The statement reads, quote, 
or the statement reads, uh, continue, continued quote, Miss Elizondo's statement in the audio is not consistent with the blah, blah, blah. You get it. They're not taking responsibility for it. They fired her. But what is the quote? Let's find it. Let's find it. I thought there was video. Why is there not video? Let's see. I do remember when I first looked at this that it was surprisingly difficult to find her quote in this article. Oh, here it is. In other footage, Elizondo is heard telling uh, fellow officers, if my son had been in there, I would not have been outside. I promise you that. <sighs> so she has a child, and she was talking about her child, and she said, as, as she's standing outside letting children die, she says... If my son had been in there, I would not have been outside. So she's talking about how she didn't have, like, the, the right body armor or something to go charging in or anything like that. Okay, sounds like you weren't doing your job right if you're showing up to a school shooting and you don't have some sort of protection. Um, she's standing outside like a coward, um, not doing her job, and she's seen on in footage saying that uh, she would have done her job if it was her kid. And then they hired her as, like, the school security and people didn't seem to like that uh, that comment very much because they they cancel cultured her cancel cultured her ass and this is one scenario in which i think it is perfectly acceptable to enact a outrage mob when you have a coward piece of garbage protecting your children one that has um sh proven um in, in recent history to not be all that interested in protecting anyone's children, except maybe possibly her own, but who knows. Um, okay, so that's enough of that. G yay, cops. Good job. Good job, right-wingers. <laughs> you guys get those ones. Let's go back to the left. Uh, PayPal. You guys heard about PayPal, right? Uh, PayPal wants to fine every like they secretly deep down want to fine everybody large sums of money for for telling lies, scary, mean, nasty lies, or misinfer, disinfer, whatever information, um, which, of course, as we know, is just whatever they feel like isn't true today. Um, the things that I'm saying right now that sound spicy, in six months they're going to have it as mainstream news on CNN, and then this misinformation that I'm telling right now will, will then be fact. That's how this goes. I don't know if you've noticed. Like the whole COVID uh, thing... And we don't need to get too deep into that, but look around. Look at a couple mainstream articles these days. They're they're all just hardcore backpedaling everything, and they sound uh, to me personally like a lot a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists with with some of this nonsense that they're spewing about like uh, how they didn't test it for whether or not the vaccine would spread um, would would prevent transmission. That I mean, they're saying it, but I don't trust them. I don't believe them. I think they're lying to me. I think they did everything right, even though they're admitting now, or they're lying and saying now, uh, all the blunders that they had all along the way. I don't trust them. Anyway, um, PayPal. Let's talk about PayPal, because I'm not sure how we got off on this, but uh, PayPal says, misinformation, fine policy update, sent in error. Yes, they were going to, they were going to fine people $2,500. Um, th that came out in their uh, their accidental statement that they accidentally snuck in there and the autistic internet, beautiful and wonderful, uh, beloved autistic internet, um, found it and they're like, yo, what the fuck? 
Uh, PayPal said, this comes from uh, CNET.com, by the way. PayPal, so you know it's legit. PayPal said Monday it has no plans to find customers for uh, using its service to spread misinformation. I'm not sure how you use PayPal to spread misinformation, quite frankly. Um, you are a payment transaction service. Um, I guess kind of. If the service that they're paying for is misinformation, like that's really telling of where this is going to where payment processors. I mean, we've known about PayPal, we've known about Patreon and stuff. They'll they'll ban some of the most egregious, but now it's coming. It, they're they're hinting, they're putting it out there, and then pretending like whoopsie accident. Just kidding. Um, so an earlier uh, adding that an earlier policy updating out update outlining a plan to fine users $2,500 for such an act was issued in error. PayPal wi- PayPal drew widespread criticism over the weekend after the company published an update to its new user, blah, 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 blah. We know, uh, quote, sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials promoting misinformation seems very specific, it, so specific that I would find it hard to believe that it was a mistake. Seems like you thought about it pretty intently. Um, the policy update, which would have levied a penalty of $2,500 for each violation, went at, quote, went out in error and included incorrect information. And the incorrect information, it's incorrect because you guys noticed. <laughs> it's only incorrect information because you guys noticed. And what's the best part about all of this is incorrect information. Do you know what another way of saying incorrect information is could it be misinformation (laughs) could it even possibly be disinformation wow wow i mean good they backpedaled it and really showed their ass on this one but uh, wow just wow it's almost impressive (laughs) how do you come out and say uh um no we we spread some false information when we said that we would fine you for false information PayPal is not finding, quote, PayPal is not finding people for misinformation, and that uh, language was never intended to be inserted into our policy. It was never intended to be inserted into our policy. So how did that happen? How did this whoopsie-doozy happen exactly? It might, it, it doesn't have to have been intended to be inserted into your policy. It was inserted into your policy, and that wasn't just a typo. It was very long, very specific, very obviously not a mistake. So even if whoops, we didn't mean to post this so soon. Like, the only benefit of the doubt, other side devil's advocate that I can see on this one, is we wrote it down on a slip of paper, and then we accidentally slipped it in there. Um, it's That's the only way this could have been a mistake, and even if that was a mistake to put it in there, they were still writing it down and having the conversation. That's really all that matters. Um, we're sorry for the confusion this has caused. It has the only thing that's caused confusion is that uh, you're denying it now. It was very clear what you said. That didn't cause confusion. It caused concern, but we weren't that confused. Let's be honest. Nobody was that surprised even. Um, who cares about David Marcus? Maybe I should. I don't. I don't know. Who cares about any of that? Backpedaled, which is great and also telling and good. Good. Let them show their hand, but also know. This is just the vaccine passport. This is just the mandate where they they poke you a little bit, just give you a little bit of a nudge and say, 
what if we did this? And then you're like, whoa, no, don't do that. And then you're like, they're like, oh, just kidding. And then later on, they kind of, you know, slip it under the radar. Um, the, the Watch, in like six months, they're going to come out with a thing that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were, we didn't mean to send out that first one. It's actually going to be uh, $1,500 for any lies that you tell on our platform of payment processing. Only 15 though, so it's fine. It's okay. We did not lie. Give us your money and um, do as you're told. Because this is really about, again, as always, controlling the narrative. Uh, PayPal is not the arbiter of truth and knowledge. They're not. They're a payment processor. So who's determining uh, who over there is just same as Facebook, but if Facebook was like a big payment processor platform... This would be uh, the way PayPal or the way Facebook has done things. Like, they will ban you, sure, and you can get banned from PayPal. You've always been able to get banned from PayPal for misusing it or whatever they deem misuse. But uh, this is saying we want you to stay on our platform, and also we can just steal your money if we feel like you're being that if we feel like you're being dishonest. We'll just take your money away. It's where it's going. It's where it's going. Social credit shit. Uh, we're already there. Um, but they did back off, so keep an eye on those sneaky motherfuckers, and, uh, maybe, just maybe, stop using PayPal. I need to do that myself. It's really hard to get out of the mess that is being made, that we've all found ourselves so comfortably ingrained in, but we must do it. We must support alternative platforms and technology and things like that, so please get off PayPal if you have the ability, and we all do have the ability, and I should do it too. All right, so let's, uh, take a quick break. Going to talk about some ads. I'm going to play some ads, and uh, you're going to go. You're not going to leave because you. I respect my advertisers, and I'm not telling you to leave. But if you did hypothetically have to pee real quick, leave your headphones on, listen to the ad in case you haven't heard them before. Uh, speaking of, what were we just speaking of? Uh, speaking of PayPal um, taking your money. You know who else wants to take your money? That's uh, a bastard, Jack Casey. Today's show is sponsored by libertarian conspiratorial fantasy author Jack Casey. Whether you're looking for a three-book fantasy sci-fi epic of love, death, and dystopian civil war like the Royal Green series, or just looking for a quick, dark, comedic, cultural commentary tale about a transsexual slayer of COVID regime vampires like his latest book, WVW, Jack Casey Books will keep you adequately entertained and pondering the universe to your weird little heart's content. He's the Ayn Rand meets Stephanie Meyer meets somebody who actually writes entertaining books with his own unique little downer-esque flair. Find out more about Jack Casey Books at the aptly named jackcaseybooks.com. Once again, that is jackcaseybooks.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Astero's Cybersecurity Services. These days, organizations of all sizes are targets for cyber criminals, disgruntled employees, or even nation-state attackers. Astero's performs cybersecurity services, providing expert guidance to help organizations defend against threats and protect their data. Astero specializes in penetration testing, where they perform ethical hacking on networks, web apps, or organizations as a whole to simulate what an attacker would do and plug the discovered holes before anyone malicious finds and exploits them. Asteros also specializes in vulnerability management, security awareness training, phishing simulations, cloud security audits, compliance readiness assessments, and much more. As technology expands, it becomes easier and easier to run a business. But if your security is not growing along with your company, then you're going to run into problems. If you don't personally have a company of your own, 
definitely pass this information along to someone who does because for a limited time, Asteros is offering companies an attack surface audit completely free. Let Asteros discover potential entry points to your network and how susceptible your company or organization is to cyber attacks. To learn more and to take advantage of this essential offer, just go to asteros.com forward slash free. That's Asteros, A-S-T-E-R-O-S dot com forward slash free. All right. I, pr- I probably should have pulled the mic back over before hitting go, but professionalism. Hey, guys, go go check out the sponsors because they're awesome. And uh, they are, you know, you guys contributing at the Downers Club. You're the real ones that keep it going and being interesting. But the guys who are paying for the ads, they're paying the big bucks. And uh, go support them because they're all Downers Club members as well. If you'd like to do the same, if you would like to be uh, me to be talking about your trashy product on my show, then go join. You have to join. You have to be a member of the family in order for me to do that, um, un- unless it's on the audio. Like there's there's some auto plugin stuff. Whatever you you get what I'm saying. If you want me to talk about your ad, you got to join the family. So uh, that's enough of that. Jack Casey has another book coming out. I think at the end of this month or something. Because good lo- good good God, that man doesn't quit. Check him out at jackcaseybooks.com. All right, so uh, we got to talk about war because war is going on. I don't know if you've noticed. It in the news, but there's been a little, there's been wars and rumors of wars out there, as I think the Bible might say, um, in the end times. Uh, there are lots of wars and lots of rumors of wars, but um, Russia, Ukraine, all that stuff. I'm no expert. I never pretend to be, and I don't know as much as a lot of people do, but it turns out I, I seem to, to pay attention more than a couple people in the world, so uh, maybe you'll you'll get something out of my talking about it. Um, that say, um, there's a lot of propaganda all around, left, right, Ukraine, Russia, everyone's propagandizing, the United States is propagandizing, all these people seem to want to go to war, it seems like they really want to destroy all of humanity and all of uh, society and civilization and everything at the very least, but... Um, I don't know. Like, it's hard to trust any of them. It's hard to know what's to what's to be afraid of, what's propaganda. Um, but things are happening, so we're, we are going to talk about it. Um, and we are going to talk about some, just a sneak peek, uh, or sneak snippet, sneak clue, something. The after party, we're going to take a look at some anti-woke Russian propaganda, something that they're putting out in Russia uh, that is uh, not very kind to the United States and also not very untrue. So, we'll look at that in the after party. Patreon.com forward slash the system's down. Before that, let's talk about the Crimea Bridge. Uh, running over the Crimea River. <laughs> uh, we're just going to watch this footage. It's, uh, I think this is, yeah, this is just the footage of the bridge blowing up. Uh, CCTV video released by the Russian military. Zvedzv. Zvedzvz. Nailed it. Uh, news appears uh, to show an explosion on a Crimean bridge. And ba-boom! Uh, some people have said that uh, it uh, is a truck, like a... Like a... a like a... What's it called? <laughs> Suicide bomber in a truck. Um, apparently, they don't know for sure yet if it was... Or the last I knew, they didn't know if it was a truck or if it was something planted or something like that. Probably the most likely thing is that it was a suicide bomber. And the other thing is that it was a a Ukrainian suicide bomber. Um, Which is interesting, because I thought they were the very reasonable, rational ones. A very reason... Like, if you heard about a United States, uh, you know, military man who 
acted as a suicide bomber just for the purpose of taking out a bridge and inconveniencing somebody else. Would you... Like, that seems weird, doesn't it? Seems weird. Almost sounds like something Al-Qaeda would do. (laughs) Not saying... You know what I'm... I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, we're going to watch this from uh, CNN. They had a report on it, and... um, I am not... I am I'm really sick of saying not I'm not pro Russia, not pro Putin. I'm also not pro Ukraine. I feel like at this point in the game it's it's almost it's almost like painful to think that there's still people out there who think that if you're not pro Ukraine or if you're not pro, you know, Defending Ukraine, starting a giant war, uh, then you must be pro-Putin. If you're not pro-World War III, then you're a Russian asset or something like that. Um, Yeah, but uh, it's hard to be pro-Ukraine. Like, even as some—if I was somebody who had a Ukrainian flag in uh, in my Twitter handle, I would still find some of this a little troubling. A devastating blow to Vladimir Putin's war effort in Ukraine, both strategically and symbolically. The Kerch Bridge that links Russia's mainland with occupied Crimea on fire and heavily damaged. Moscow's investigative committee acknowledging the severity of the attack. According to preliminary information, a truck exploded on the automobile part of the Crimean Bridge from the side of the Tarman Peninsula in the morning today, which caused seven fuel tanks to ignite on a train heading towards the Crimean Peninsula. As a result, two lanes partially collapsed. This CCTV video appears to show the moment of the blast. A truck is seen driving on the lane Seems leading pretty clear. towards Crimea when all of a sudden there's a massive explosion, though it's not clear whether it is the truck that actually blew up. Russian officials saying several people were killed in the attack. Moscow already pointing the finger at Ukraine, but so far no claim of responsibility from Kiev's leadership. Crimea, the bridge, the beginning. Everything illegal must be destroyed. Everything stolen must be returned to Ukraine. Everything (laughs) occupied by Russia must be expelled. An advisor to Ukraine's president tweeted. Yeah, so we're not completely sure if it was them. We don't know. There's no way of knowing who could have possibly bombed this bridge. There would be no way of knowing. While Russian authorities say fuel and food supplies to Crimea are insured, videos released on social media show long lines forming at gas stations on the peninsula just hours after the blast. The Crimean Bridge is a vital supply artery for Russian forces fighting in Ukraine, but it's also a prestige project for Russian President Vladimir Putin. Putin personally drove a truck across the bridge when it was opened in 2018. The attack came just a day after Putin's 70th birthday, leading Ukraine's national security advisor to tweet this video, apparently mocking Russia's leader. (laughs) I mean, you got to respect the troll a little bit, at least a little bit. It is funny. It is kind of, you know, it's. All's fair in love and war. That's the thing. Like, Ukraine is also at war. Ukraine is doing nasty things as well. Sure, some of it's defense. But uh, as we're going to talk about, they're pushing for offensive. They're pushing for, like, Zelensky is uh, calling. 
he called and then walked back, basically calling for nuclear war, saying that we should be on the offensive, or the United States and Ukraine should be on the offensive against uh, Russians, uh, R- Putin's nuclear whatever. Meaning that if you're on the offensive, meaning you're striking first, and if you're striking first against a nuclear power, and you're bringing nuclear power into the conversation, what does that mean other than we should be nuking Russia? That is that is the only way to interpret what Zelensky said, which I don't have pulled up. You can look it up for yourself. Whatever. Um, that's the only way to interpret that. He did walk it back. So in some ways, uh, Zelensky saved us he potentially. His words could have saved us all from a nuclear uh, war, a World War Three that he was calling for. <laughs> he saved us all by changing his mind. And uh, yeah, um, they are also there. There are many people who are calling for, I kid you not, Volodymyr, Voldemort Zelensky to get a Nobel Peace Prize for uh, for his actions so far. As he calls for the literal annihilation of mankind. But um, uh, here, it, like. As they said, this uh, this bridge attack, the bridge, I guess, was like a pride and joy of Putin. I, I did that by showing that he drove on it once. Like, okay. Um, but it was like a, a pet project of Putin, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, but so this explosion happened right after Putin's birthday. And then the uh, security something something of Ukraine tweeted out this video of uh, a funny birthday. Like, what's her name? Uh, is it Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday, Mr. President," and um, and the bridge burning right next to it. So yeah, it, I, there's no again, there's no way of knowing who did this, but uh, there might be clues. Ukraine's postal service was quick to issue a stamp commemorating the bridge <laughs> explosion. Residents in the capital taking selfies in front of the main post office. Stamps, stamps, stamps. Do you know how long it takes, typically, for something to be memorialized as a stamp? Usually, it's like something old and vintage. It was like immediate. They had these stamps ready to go. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was planned or something. I'm not saying Ukraine did it. There's really no way of knowing. But stamps, (laughs) stamps immediately went out, and there was a big old uh, old mural painted that people were taking their picture in front of, blowing up. But who knows? I, I don't want to assume. Front of the main post office. We have waited for the moment the bridge burns. I think all Ukrainians waited for it. And we are very satisfied it's finally happened. Moscow says it got the railway section of the bridge up and running again quickly, but the damage to the road section is more extensive, creating another bottleneck for Russian forces in southern Ukraine already struggling with logistics. Okay. So... There's that. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not pro-Putin. And I'm just not pro-Ukraine. And if Putin does something monstrously evil as he has done in this war, I have a problem with that. And also, if Ukraine, hear me out. If Ukraine does something monstrously evil in war, on the offensive side, at least. I mean, I, I'm certainly not condemning Ukraine for defending themselves against Russia. But if they're if they're going out of their way to to trigger this thing further, even more so, I am certainly not pro-Ukraine either. And bonus, 
if the United States <laughs> does th- d- continues doing things that are monstrously evil, pushing us into a war, I am not pro-United States military, government, whatever, uh, d- empire either. When monsters make bad calls that leave people dead, I just have a hard time supporting them. Call me old-fashioned. Um, let's see. Oh, Elon Musk got into it with, uh, with, uh, Ukraine. I think he's trying to be like the, Den- to today's modern day Dennis Rodman, and he's trying to smooth this thing out. And as always, I don't trust Elon Musk, but if somebody does something good, great, great, we, we, we praise them when they are correct, and then hope that they stop doing creepy, shady, evil other things like neural nets and experimenting on monkey or like whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the, the monkey experiment neural net thing is a little bit concerning. Uh, the neural net thing, um, uh, the robots, the, the 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 shady business dealings, you know, lots of things. <sighs> Space being fake and him pretending like it's not, you know, just typical stuff. But uh, Elon Musk, if he is able to, you know, somehow talk us off the edge of nuclear war, then great. Sure. <laughs> I don't care who does it. I don't care if Putin does it. I don't care if Zelensky does it. Does it? We know for for a fucking fact that Zelensky ain't interested. Uh, but if Elon Musk can do it, great. Please do, please, and I will think at least a little bit more highly of you. Also, if you want to buy Twitter, I'm here for it. Um, so Elon Musk sends a dire warning about Russia-Ukraine war, and this comes from TheStreet.com. See, now it's legit. The world's richest man joins President Joe Biden in sounding the alarm over escalating conflict. Now, this, right off the bat, where is Joe Biden really sounding the alarm? Um, I mean, it seems more like Joe Biden is uh, is pushing the alarm, or pushing the, the y- y- yeah, pushing the bad part. Um, and from what I understand in reading this earlier, Elon Musk isn't like actually joining forces with Biden or working with Biden or giving a shit about what Biden thinks. He is just doing something that they're also bringing Joe Biden, like pretending like Joe Biden is doing something in this to deescalate, which he, from what I've witnessed, is not. So do not bring Joe Biden into this. He is uh, quite the opposite. Elon Musk says he can't he can't fall asleep. The CEO of Tesla, uh, conf- he is currently having sleepless nights. He can't sleep because he's obsessed with a big problem to which he has no answer yet. Yet the end of humanity. He's sad that his robots will never get to overtake and overthrow humanity because we'll all be wiped out before he gets to finish his robot army. Uh, the the tech tycoon is indeed going through a very difficult period for anyone who wants to transform civilization as it currently is. Musk, whose in- influence extends beyond tech circles and the business community, sees himself as a global CEO intervening in world affairs. Uh, in recent months, he has gone from being a business leader to a world leader capable of shaking the balance on the international stage. Uh, indeed, by providing Ukraine invaded on February 24th by Russia, Starlink, uh, the secure and independent satellite internet access service, is a uh, service of its aerospace company, SpaceX. The billionaire gave Kiev, or Kiev, whatever, an inc- incomparable weapon, the power of Starlink. Starlink provided a de- uh, decisive battlefield advantage, said Elon Musk on Twitter on October 9th. 
Starlink's success in Ukraine is now seen by people living under dictatorship as their window of freedom to the outside world. Uh, recently, Iranians protesting uh, against the Ayatollahs, uh, I, I know that word, regime to Tehran, um, appealed to Musk for access to Starlink. Um, yeah, so this goes into the whole, the whole, uh, <laughs> so Elon Musk trying to smooth things out and he's like, I'm freaking out about this stuff. We need to find a, a way for a peace deal. He did, where is it? Where the whole thing that he, his plan of, of de, uh, de-escalating here. Let me see. There's a rumor that Elon talked to Putin about this stuff. There's a rumor that he's met with the people on both sides. And uh, he has said that he has, he did not talk to Putin before he put out his one tweet that I think is in this article. But um, the Ukrainian, this one is from CNBC.com. So, you know, it's a J- Ukrainian ambassador tells Elon Musk to fuck off after billionaire infuriates nation with Twitter poll. So, let's see. Uh, Washington. American tech billionaire Elon Musk drew the public ire of Ukrainians' top officials Monday after the Tesla CEO tweeted what he claimed was the most likely outcome of Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine. F off is my very diplomatic reply to you, Ukrainians, uh, or Ukraine's outgoing ambassador to Germany, uh, Ardridge Melnyk, wrote in response to Musk's tweet, quote, the only outcome is that now... No Ukrainian will ever buy your fucking Tesla crap. So good luck to you. What did Musk say that triggered him so much? Triggered him into potentially blowing up a uh, bridge. Uh, Musk's po- Musk posted a Twitter poll gauging support for what he claimed was a likely a likely outcome of the seven-month conflict. Significantly, uh, one, that Ukrainian territory of Crimea, which Russia annexed by force in 2014, be permanently given to Russia and guaranteed a permanent water supply. So, um, yes, (laughs) the Ukrainian territory of Crimea, which Russia annexed, he's calling for that to be given, to be left with Russia. Um, Obviously, you understand why that would be troubling to them. They, They want it back, or they want it, or whatever. Two, that the four regions of eastern Ukraine were Russia where Russia held sham uh, referendums last month before illegally annexing the land, uh, be put to new referendums, this time organized by the United Nations. Three, that Ukraine should be forced to remain neutral, accomplishing the long-term Kremlin goal of barring Ukraine from joining NATO defensive alliance. Why? Because NATO is not friends with Russia. You see, there's Russia, who's like a big country, not like United States big, just big-ish. And there's a little country, sorry, I'm, I'm doing my best Kamala Harris here. There's a little country called Ukraine who's working with a country that's bigger than Russia and moving military uh, operations right up to Russia's border, no matter how many times they said that they would never move one more inch toward Russia. They did and did and did, and here we are. Oh my gosh, who would have thought that Russia would ever retaliate? But they did. Um, so the Twitter poll... Uh, so after, <laughs> after Elon Musk put out his Twitter poll... Um, what was his Twitter poll again? 
Twitter poll. What the heck? We've got Zelensky's Twitter poll. Zelensky put out uh, a Twitter poll that said, uh, which Elon Musk do you like more? Zelensky, which is not spelled correctly, is it? There's not two Ys in Zelensky, is there? I swear to God, I've seen this this name spelled like 25 different ways. Um, anyway, he put out a poll that says, who uh, do you like the Elon Musk that supports Ukraine or the one who supports Russia? So he thinks that uh, that if you are not pro uh, pro Ukraine, getting everything that they they could the, all their little hearts desire, uh, then you are pro Russia. Where have we heard this before? Except everywhere, Twitter, uh, mainstream media, everybody. Um, but they're also very angry uh, at Elon Musk for because they Ukraine wants Crimea to have Starlink, which Ukraine has access to Starlink, and to my understanding, um, Russia does not. They're asking, um, to put it simply, to the best of my stupid understanding, they're asking Elon Musk to make military their military defense of of Starlink that they're using for that. They want that to be more accessible farther into different areas of of Russia. And Elon Musk is like, no, that's not that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> like Elon Musk has to some degree the ability to de-escalate some things in this because he can say. You can get your free internet, you can get your Wi-Fi, but you're staying on your side of this thing, and I'm not going to provide internet, uh, I'm not going to give you the free Wi-Fi down at the Russian Starbucks so that you can go in and uh, escalate things even farther. So good on him for that, if that's actually true, and he sticks to that, but uh, if he wanted to de-escalate this farther, there's probably other ways he could, but I don't know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, good on him for uh, for... Doing what he can, there might be a way of, I I don't know, um, pulling the pulling the Starlink back even farther. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, do, do you think that uh, Elon Musk is going to uh, is going to save anybody? I don't really ever believe that because <laughs> I don't trust the guy. But uh, hey, if he is able to like smooth anything out of any in any way, good on him for it. Now, even more importantly than this war, um, I, I know that that's a bad way to set this next thing up, but much more importantly than that, I got kicked off of Twitter this week. And as we all know, that is the worst thing that can happen to uh, a, a an elder millennial in the year 2022. Um, I got kicked off of Twitter because I, according to them, violated their rules against posting media depicting gratuitous gore. That's right evil me this is i think this is my first time that i've had to delete one which is surprising um but i got removed okay so the, the tweet was it just said the only thing i said my only commentary was something about this seems off dot 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 and then i had a link to a video where yes there was gratuitous gore there was a man a mangled corpse in the streets of ukraine and there was a trans trans gal uh reporting on the mangled corpse standing over it very un like it's hard to explain just like when i said something about this seems off what i meant was like all everything about this seems off mostly primarily obviously the corpse laying in the road that you're your selfie reporting over seems just a little off to me i don't care if you're trans i don't care if you do it well even I don't care if you do it well or if you do it poorly. I don't care if your wig looks like a wig. Fine. Do you. But maybe... Maybe don't do that. 
maybe don't stand don't don't make uh somebody's dead uh dead body your i don't know there's just better ways to report <laughs> this is shock and awe and um when i shared it i had a lot of people saying there were some people that were like well obviously the the thing that seems off is that's a dude and i'm like guys who cares who cares that has nothing to do with this um i don't know if this this individual is trustworthy or anything or if uh like there were some people pointing out oh that seems like propaganda it seems like why are all the firefighters standing around i don't know i mean i can go down the conspiracy rabbit hole better than or as well at least as anybody i'm down for those conversations um and even that i'm like eh, i don't know i don't know if it seems fake i mean some things about this do seem like it could be staged but um it that i don't know just the the corpse <laughs> and the jovial nature of this reporter with a mangled corpse behind her just seems like the the big issue here obviously and uh, clearly twitter agreed and so i was like i i posted this screenshot and i i said uh i said <laughs> cuz it says uh delete a tweet and it asked me to delete the or yeah remove the tweet blah 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 and i posted that screenshot and said uh, like, like hell I am, I'd rather die than, than delete a tweet, which is, uh, the, <laughs> what, you know, Jordan Peterson said, um, and so I put in, in parentheses in Canadian Kermit the Frog voice, because that's what Jordan Peterson is. It's just true. It's true. Um, Jordan Peterson, uh, got deleted from Twitter because, and he refused to delete a tweet, and he said he'd rather die, which I think is stupid, personally, um, because... Who cares? It's a tweet, and you have a massive platform, and you can tell people whatever you want somewhere else. Um, it makes more sense for you to have a platform on Twitter than it does for you to take a stand against deleting a stupid tweet. Um, so I just said that as a joke, and then I immediately deleted the tweet the because tweet I didn't care. But some people were like, in response to this, somebody was like, oh, yeah, I bet uh, I know like you got deleted, obviously, because you're not trans or something like that. Uh, like They were making it out like the only reason... Like, I got deleted because I was making fun of a trans person. And then I responded to them and I was like, dude, shut up, basically. <laughs> like, that's, or may, I said something like, or maybe it was the gratuitous gore in my video. Like, t technically, I did break the rules by sharing that, but it wasn't me initially sharing it. It was this uh, trans individual. And I was like, dude, that doesn't even make sense. I'm sure that the, the post got deleted from her account as well. And then I looked and fuck. Still up to this day. <laughs> and we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it right here. Um, so I got deleted for calling for uh, gratuitous gore, but uh, this individual doesn't get deleted. And uh, like Twitter could have seen who the I, who I was taking the video from. It was just sharing her video, but it's still there. So we're going to watch it together, I suppose. Sorry, YouTube. Sorry, whoever. Here's this. Sarah Ashton Serlo, I'm in Kiev, Ukraine, October 10th, 2022. Russian terrorism at its worst. A Ukrainian civilian dead in the center of the street as the first responders working to put out the rest of the flames. Sarah Ashton Serlo, Kiev, Ukraine, Kiev, Ukraine, October 10th, 2022. Really, uh, I mean, the, in, the, the whole thing is just, hey, look how bad this is. It's true. That is bad. And there are some people who are saying this is fake. I don't necessarily believe it's fake, dude. But it might be. I mean, either way, it is propaganda. Um, 
more than it is reporting, in my opinion, because that's the only reason to really show it that explicitly while it is currently happening. In my opinion, I don't know. I, I don't really care that much. I just, I was just like, this seems weird. And then I got deleted. Hers didn't get deleted. So it's, uh, I don't want to say a trans privilege, yo, but I did uh, go back and uh, I reshared it. And this time I said, nothing seems off about this. <laughs> and that one is still up. So Twitter, I can only assume that Twitter assumed that I was meaning that I was making direct fun of the individual, which I was not. I mean, if you took it that way, then so be it. But my biggest issue was that something seems off about this. And so I posted it as instead a statement of nothing seems off about this. Um, and underneath that, I put or this, which is uh, my old post that said something seems off. So I don't know. Take that however you want. Take, I don't know if that's evidence of anything other than... Uh, I don't know, some sort of favoritism of some kind because they called it gratuitous gore, but it's still up on her page and now it's still up on my page. It has been for over, I, I think, over 24 hours now um, reposted and they're fine with it. So I don't know, but um, I don't know. I don't like people do try to make claims about trans pr privilege in some areas of life like this, but uh, that it doesn't like always work. Because, um, according to thepostmillennial.com, so you know it's legit, Biden admin requires trans women to register for draft if they were born male. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. For all the, all the words, all the happy flowery words, you know... You wonder why they were trying to convince you all to join the military over the last couple of years? Maybe it was because they knew that they would need even you in the military. And when the rubber meets the road, their diversity and inclusion means diversity and inclusion in slavery for the war machine. So, um, I don't know if you feel uh, if you feel used in this. You should, <laughs> since... Since uh, they don't know how to define the word, and they're they're all about you and your individual, um, what your your gender rights and all those things, and protecting your pronouns and stuff like that. They use it when it's very convenient, but when the rubber meets the road, and we got some brown people to go bomb, they will happily take you. Not only are they happy to take you, you don't get a choice, most likely. And I did post uh, after this on Twitter. I posted. Um, that it's disgusting, and uh, trans women absolutely should not have to do, uh, sign up for the draft. Because nobody should have to sign up for the draft. Obviously. How, like, duh. Of course nobody should have to sign up for the draft. That's slavery. I know. We might, we, our, our military might fall to pieces, and we might not be the world empire that we are right now. If, if people aren't forced into killing others, then we might lose our status in, in the global society. We can't have that. I, don't, I disagree. <laughs> I think uh, your individual life is worth more than, uh, than the sovereignty of, an of a blood-soaked empire, personally. I like this country. All in all, I, li I like a lot of things about this country. I'm not a big fan of the blood soaking and, you know, the calling for Holocaust and the apocalypse, the annihilation of humanity. I don't like that. It rubs me the wrong way. And 
they're going just know the draft is here it's coming maybe it's not quite here but it's coming the thing that we all we all thought like two years ago under who knows whose administration i'm not saying trump was uh was good was great but he was he he de-escalated some more stuff he definitely we definitely weren't in the place that we are now under donald trump at least and i like donald trump left us in wars yemen whatever syria all all, all the stuff donald trump was bad at bad on war and also better than all the rest okay um we definitely weren't in this situ- this situation back then um, but, uh, we definitely weren't talking about, Hey, when, when the draft's coming down the pike at that point, but here we are, um, in my entire lifetime, I have never had like a serious conversation with, or heard really a serious conversation about the draft coming back even through, I did the, was there a draft even during nine 11? There wasn't, was there? No, I don't think there was during the Afghanistan war, the early years. I don't think there was, but now that Ukraine is being bombed by Russia, you'll notice that neither of those countries are named the United States of America, but because Ukraine is being bombed by Russia, we have to have a draft. And sorry, trans folks, no matter how how beautiful you are, you still have to go sign up. Because when the rubber meets the road, they don't give a shit about you. You are cannon fodder for them. You will die for them. And they, they will force you to. Not just trans people, though. Don't worry. <laughs> we're getting the we're getting complete equity and inclusion here. Um, we are all allowed to be cannon fodder in their system, in their machine. Don't worry. Cause look at this. Look at this happy, smiling father and son, uh, people of color. Just lovely, lovely, lovely picture there um, from the selective service system. It is interesting that they chose SSS as their. Uh, as their, you know, whatever. They go by it, too. SSS.gov is their website. We are literally <laughs> the SS plus. <laughs> we even got an extra S in there. Um, yeah, so um, select. this is from Selective Service. Parent, uh, yeah, their Twitter account. Parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name... He is still required to register with the SSS. Learn more about who needs to register at SSS.gov. I don't think they've said anything about, like, you know, uh, officially saying that we're going to start strike up the draft. But when uh, the Selective Service is putting out things saying, um, if you're the last of your lineage, we love you. I mean, look at this f- happy picture of two men of color... Father-son bond, all that happy stuff. But if, still, if you are the last in your, uh, in your your lineage, we just wanted you to know. Give you a heads up. We don't care. You're going to die, and you're going to die for us. Whenever we say, because we own you. And it's interesting, like how our country has demonized the idea of draft dodging. You're weak. You're pathetic. You don't. You're not a patriot. You don't care about your country. Maybe. Maybe I care about myself more than uh, this. This unified collection of of monsters. Maybe I care about self preservation um, more than I care about elite people who want to murder for profit. 
who won't go to war themselves, they'll just send you. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm not into that. Does that make you a coward? Guess, yeah, cowardly. Cowardly to not die for nothing. 9-11, Afghanistan war, allegedly, uh, is what came out of that. 20 years in Afghanistan, and then uh, then we just uh, we got out. And the Taliban immediately took over. <laughs> and we lost billions and billions of dollars and lives and everything. Just an abomination for 20 fucking years. And we le- we left with nothing. Even from a warmonger standpoint, abysmal failure. 20 years. But you're a draft dodger. You're weak if you didn't want to die or you didn't want to risk your life or lose your life killing people for some rich man's game. Good on you, draft dodgers, because fuck these people. Fuck them, fuck their game. Dodge that draft. If there was a way to get out... If it, if if being trans got you out of, out of the draft, I would support you all day long, trans away. I'm down. I would do the same. <laughs> like, I mean, it didn't work for, uh, what was his name, Klinger on, on the dress saying that he was crazy. Oh, man, am I frozen? No. Why am I frozen? Oh, bummer. Whatever, we'll come back over here. There. I'm not frozen anymore. Um. Yeah, dude, like, yeah, it, it just it. I was thinking about it earlier today. Like somebody who who I know who joined the or became like a, a a minister so that he could dodge the draft, basically. Back in I don't know one of the wars. It it sounds so so gross because that's what our culture has made it into. It's gross. It's uh it's objectionably evil and wussy if you uh, don't want to go kill people for some rich man's bullshit game. Um, yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, let me go back over here, and we'll just switch this camera, actually. There we go. So, uh, that's pretty much it for, for this, you guys. Uh, sorry, it's not the most... <laughs> it was a somber note to start on, and it really uh, took a turn for the, the more somber by the end, so... We made it through, and uh, what are we at? Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. An hour and 55 minutes when this was supposed to be a short one, as is customary around here. But I do have some more things to talk about, and we're going to go talk about them here shortly in the after party. Um, probably more fun things, I'll be honest. More lighthearted, uh, but also more uncomfortable things. So uh, come join me over there, won't you? Thank you for being here, by the way. You guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out, listening to me talk to myself for two hours. I, I really do appreciate you. Uh, patreon.com forward slash the systems down if you want more and, uh, go get that right now because we're going to go get some more. Share the show, do the stuff, hang in there. Like I'm waiting for this Michael Malice white pilled book to come out because I'm getting a little black pilled myself and things are looking down. Things are looking dark, but, uh, uh Gary wouldn't want us to, uh, <laughs> to bring it full circle Gary would not want us to uh, be down and dark about it. In fact, maybe I'll I'll send us out on his words uh, because um, yeah, he could probably wrap this up better than I can. But you know, stay positive and um, give me money. I guess that, that would be my <laughs> final words. No, don't trust the system. Don't trust the military or the military machine. Don't trust any of these people. They are not for you. They are for themselves. And you are just another cog 
don't be. Do not be a cog. Patreon.com forward slash the system's down. You can come be my cog if you want. And uh, it's all voluntary. So um, we're going to go have some fun over there. And I'll leave you with these uh, these words from Gary. I just went back a little bit. I don't know if it's the right spot, but uh, it's probably him giving some plugs. Check out all Gary's stuff. Thanks for hanging out, you guys. And I'll see you on the other side. You guys send me emails. You, you make comments on uh, some of the posts and stuff. Appreciate it. I get, Like I said, I, I respond to as many as I possibly can. But uh, again, hit subscribe. Share this podcast. Go find your favorite episode and share it with people. And remember, hey, thesimplelifenow.com. That's my website. My books are there. All my products are, I got courses now. People are appreciating the courses. I'm going to do a lot more of those. And it's all affordable. No matter what your budget, I make sure everyone can afford the stuff. I'm not here to get rich. I don't need to be one of the richest people in the country. I don't care for that. It's not my goal <laughs> by any stretch, obviously. But uh, again, I appreciate you. And I, I, I really hope that you guys enjoy what I do. I really do because it, I do this to help. And I'm not perfect. I'm not the all-knowing. I'm not I'm not here to create a bunch of Gary's. That's not the point. I'm just here to do the best I can. And that's all we can ask of all of us. Just do the best you can. Fight the fight. Wake up in the morning. Put the boots on. Get to work. Keep chugging. Don't give up. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Welcome to the system. Everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. It hates you all. Violence is a symptom Fighting for what's right But somehow everyone is wrong Hey guys, thanks for watching Be sure to like and subscribe on your way out And help us change the world One uncomfortable conversation at a time And if you like what you hear And you want to hear more Go join the Downers Club At patreon.com forward slash The Systems Down For bonus episodes of the show Every single week Until next time Please continue to question everything Stand comfortable And I'll talk to you then Thanks this has been a goulash media production goulashmedia.net this concludes our broadcast day click